citizens of the reject nation, nation. it is John and Andrew Gordon back in the saddle once again to check out a David Fincher classic. The man is back in theaters with the killer, so we are finally going to check out the classic, the true crime epic. It's time for Zodiac. Andrew, how you feeling? Are you excited? I am very oh, always excited for another David Fincher film, although I am missing one in his filmography. His greatest film oh. I've heard, Alien 3. Oh, yes, definitely. Me too. One uh, day we'll, we'll one get day, together. Yeah. Guys, leave three likes on this video. Also, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so that you are updated every time one of these videos drops. And as well, thank you to the team over at Prepper for helping us chop down these highlights. It's tough work. And last, but certainly not least, if you want to support the channel and rock a little Reject Nation swag in the process, go on over to RejectNationShop.com. We got tons of great stuff over there. We got the classic tickets. We got the Who Influences the Influencers. America's Ass, the Boys Inspired Tea. We got Ahsoka-inspired teas, official Loki teas. There's plenty to check out there, so go have a look. Grab yourself something nice. And uh, hey, if you want to get the complete experience experience alongside Andrew and I see everything that doesn't make these reaction highlights come on over to patreon.com slash the real rejects sync up with your own copy and enjoy the full zodiac experience along with everything else we got to offer over there we got tons of other shows and films with reaction highlights and watch alongs included it's a good time over there Andrew are you ready to solve some crimes let's solve some crimes Johnny Tio let's do this thing What follows is based on actual case files. Is it the 4th of July? This is literally the song I sing whenever I leave the Real Rejects studio. <laughs> Man, you really creeped us out. Oh, jeez! Whoa! Why? It was Monday. <laughs> We got the Science Bros and Mysterio. Hey. The crossover event of the summer. Is this a multiverse film? I knew crossover it. Crossover event of whatever year this came out. 2007. The odd thing is, we also got gloves. Suspects? Blood on. Yeah, buddy. I got a single 9 millimeter casing. Whoa. Yeah, Luger. Hope he calls up and tells you the brand. I'm your shooter. Negro male adult who also happens to be a stocky, crew-cut Caucasian. <laughs> Damn. Oh, wow. Now one call since Alan's passing? Yeah. Jeez. But did he get back together with his well, wife? It just says that he's got a healthy relationship with his children, so... It doesn't necessarily mean that their mother's stuck around. Yeah, I mean... You know, um, first of all, Fincher, I mean directed the hell out of this movie and I love the way he used the camera and certain POV shots and oh Lee Norris so I yes also, it was uh, Stuart Minkus from Boy Meets World I yeah. like that they credited I guess they had multiple actors playing the potential Zodiacs oh here. did they oh yeah, I didn't see that in the credits a lot of sense. Uh, yeah they had a Zodiac 1 Zodiac 2 smart like, so yeah they they probably had different statures for well, different it, points in time it makes sense to do that because again they didn't officially have someone in real life that they caught too well, so you it's smart to actually do that as well well yeah it plays into that whole again you're yeah. you're you're taking people's accounts everyone's got a slightly different one and you're passing through time so like this person's stature is probably going to change a little yeah. bit over that course like yeah 
such great little observation totally. details. You know, for me, like, obviously when it comes to a murder mystery, crime-solving thriller, obviously, you know, you've, the most interesting aspect of the film is always solving the case, <laughs> of course. Like, and I wanted to know who it was. Obviously, we saw who our prime suspect was, of course. But I found the most fascinating aspect of this film the ramifications of what trying to solve the case was having on everyone trying to solve it. Oh, yeah. Um, just like from you got Robert Downey Jr.'s character, you got uh, Goose and uh, the Hulk, and then you got uh, Mysterio. Like, again, just seeing like how it's just disrupting. Obviously, you got fear and paranoia. You know, they just want to solve it so they can go back to their regular lives and do their normal thing, of course. So they can go focus on other atrocities. <laughs> yeah, exact, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but again, just seeing the ramifications on what is happening on their family and daily lives, I found that to be the most fascinating aspect. And from that perspective, I just like, I felt like, you know, the Zodiac Killer was winning in that way. Like, hey, it's, he's disrupting these people's lives in an awful and negative way well yeah he says that thing about being in control now of everything and, yeah and in a way i mean he is it, it makes sense because wow look at all these consultants too uh yeah yeah because it's like obviously the the victims suffer the the very worst of anguish of course and, uh, and their families and and whatnot but it is a testament to yeah just how much you know Session. you can absorb you know the heart, like the hearts, minds, and and you know uh, nerves of so many people, and it obviously makes the most sense to center this around both the journalists and the officers mm -hmm. investigating. But it's one of those things that yeah, kind of absorbs everyone. You know, everyone is aware of this. Everyone's watching the news. Everyone's paranoid that they might be next, or they might run into somebody, or some weird off-color situation is going to lead somewhere terrible. And then, yeah, when you're looking in on the people actually kind of investigating this, you see just the level of intense obsession that has like that has to exist. Like you have to be tenacious to go after something like this anyway. But also this is the kind of thing that, yeah, like how could you not become consumed by it and obsessed with yeah. it? And and yeah, I, I really enjoyed the way they portrayed that through all the different characters, especially you know, yeah, it's like I think you met, pointed out at some point you've got so many people kind of entering and exiting the chessboard and kind of doing their best and and kind of finding out what their limits are and and you know everybody it seems like only um, Goose <laughs> only only him only he seemed to be able to get out and just go on with life and the rest of these on guys on a positive note yeah are are sort of consumed by this yeah. and uh, and yeah to have Jake Gyllenhaal who's there from the beginning, uh, but in, you know, these little fits and bursts, he's not really the focus until, like, halfway through the movie mm -hmm. when, uh, when um, you know, Avery leaves. And and it's a freaking Adam Goldberg yeah, was in right. one scene. Uh, two scenes, two scenes. <laughs> two his, scenes. His, his opening scene and then the scene where he's calling uh, Mark Ruffalo's character to let him know the Zodiac had written another letter. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, we yeah. have, like, one exchange yeah. meaningfully with him. With him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but but then for, for Jake Gyllenhaal to be the sort of the longest enduring, like, he's kind of held out of everything because of his position at the paper, obviously, cartoonist. We don't really need you that yeah. much unless you're helping solve these ciphers yeah. or whatever yeah. and then eventually he sort of takes up the mantle and becomes i'm sure one of the many who have posited popular theories and whatnot and uh and and yeah like this is the kind of movie that makes 
me I, I like this was already so engrossing i shudder to broach the prospect because i've i i know a couple people who are like very deep down the rabbit hole of of just you know interest in and and i guess morbid fascination with this case mm. and it does make you want to go and look at all the details and and kind of break it all down but i thought the way that they handled it here was was well done because it is about the greater circumstances about the whole picture it's not just about relishing in these atrocities and like when the murders take place they are striking they are stark they are harsh but uh i feel like this does manage to avoid the exploitative quality that a lot 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 of movies based on real life killers succumb to ultimately is like it didn't become too much of a geek show, and I feel like the way they shot a lot of those sequences in particular, like you are there with you know these poor victims, and it is so eerie, and you're never yeah. quite seeing him. Like I, I think they did a really nice oh, yeah. job with the perspective, and it really feels like something cobbled together, minus you know certain small moments here and there. Uh, where you're like, well, I don't know who would have recorded yeah. this, but yeah, like so many little things feel lived in and and yeah and and like this was probably incredible like i would i want to know how long it took to get to the point where we could roll camera on this yeah (laughs) you know because so much research would have had to have been done yeah for sure and when it comes to jake gyllenhaal's character i like the theme of obsession now takes over and like just how he's losing himself uh just like i mean he's getting his kids involved on the case everybody uh, because, but especially yeah because Hall, he's because yeah. obviously we see that he's got this rapport between him and Mark Ruffalo which i love where he's like and i would tell you not to go see this person yeah, i would tell was, you not to go fun. see because officially obviously he, you know he'd lose his job if he's telling a reporter to tell him uh to do these things so anonymously uh, he's doing this but uh yeah no those r- rapports between him and mark ruffalo were great so he gets his kids involved but again um that's why i said like i found it so fascinating to see like just how obsession was taking over at this point because he's just he's got to know who this guy is it's like it's not even about the solving any like i mean from my perspective it's not even about the solving anymore it's just the ramifications of seeing what it's doing to society and, and our main characters at this point Um, so I found that to be fascinating. Um, also, too, I just really thought, just uh, just from a cinematic perspective, I love the way uh, the cinematography was. And the, this, there were some tracking shots, too, where we were... That area above the, cl- the car. The aerial, yeah, I'm like, and again, this yeah. is a little... It's 2007, so I would, a little before drones, uh, you know, using uh, drones as cameras. Uh, so some of those shots where they yeah. were tracking over the car and then turning like, with it to where, I mean, where are we in terms of of motion tracking image stabilization? Because yeah, like it was impressive because because now yeah you can you can digitally through various means like yeah. lock a target and have your camera always keep that center and I'm sure that there was at least decent technology for yeah. that at the time but i do wonder because yeah it's not quite as like 2023 you could do the yeah you you could just like you know get a phone and a drone and you're done <laughs> you know? I, w- I would assume too that zodiac book that we saw by uh, uh, uh graysmith is that the character of jake Jones? robert graysmith robert yeah. graysmith i would assume that the book we saw there at the end in 1991 i'm assuming that's the real book that he wrote in real life that's got to be the um, book this is he- yeah and that, heavily this is based the, yeah, on, that yeah. james vanderbilt wrote and by the way james vanderbilt Great job. I uh, loved the script that he wrote. And two scenes that really, um, I mean, all the whole movie stood out to me, but two scenes that really stood out, that that first scene they had with Lee, 
Yeah, uh, where yeah. they were interrogating him at his work, like it felt like just, Mindhunter. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you want to go watch Mindhunter. Yeah, yeah. There is that scene, um, and then uh, just that the scene where it was extremely suspenseful at Roger Rabbit's house. Yes, I was just again. It's it's. I mean, it's not exactly. It's it's a it's a murder mystery crime thriller, and I know you can make a case. There's horror elements to you know being in a well, film. Well, this is that. a horror. I mean, I mean, true crime to me it's, is it is horror. The I guess horror you could say, of yeah. life, and and yeah. I mean, people. True of crime course, is bigger than ever people but love true crime but that's it, the stuff i struggle the most with yeah. in terms of like stuff that gets under my skin and freaks me out yeah man. of course of course no i mean i've watched plenty of uh what's the uh what's the show on um i'm blanking right now on, unsolved uh, mysteries not unsolved <laughs> i mean i did watch that too it's uh, uh the one where they were forensic files forensic uh, i watched so many episodes not because i wanted to because you're Take, taking notes for your future exa- career. Yeah. Exactly, yes. No sane no, person no, knows no, as I, many I just, movie I, references I found, as I actually, you, Andrew. I found fascinating. And this guy was a film, he was a cinephile. Yes, I found. It was you. Yeah, thanks, John. Uh, I found fascination in just like how police officers and forensic teams like just work together as a team and the scientific uh, process that went behind it in solving, uh, you know, the murders and also all the too, handwriting stuff yeah and, and all yeah, that but also fingerprints yeah and, and all that but also too like the psychosis and what goes on and obviously clearly people who do these type of things are just they they need mental health i mean they have obviously mental problems and like why are they doing these types of things it's just like that was the my fascination with watching those types of shows and I really also uh, love the rapport and the different types of teamwork because obviously they were completely on different pages at the beginning. Because when we saw Goose's character, he's like, he's like, oh, do I need to be on the phone with it? Oh, I guess I gotta call this. Oh, I guess I gotta call Vallejo. That was and I gotta really call this. fun to watch. Like, I mean, maddening, but also yeah. really fun. And, and yeah. watching them, I like the way they pitched that because they could have drawn it out and made it like this yeah. big old conflict. And at first, it is, and it's like jurisdiction and people stepping on each other's toes, and people yeah. are like, well, my work is sound. Don't you know? Come yeah. at me all suspicious like yeah. and and then yeah watching this network form of here, here are all like the main um you know bureaus and departments and and you know police police stations and stuff that are working on this and here's your little web that later jake gyllenhaal is going to spend all his time bouncing around between you know it's like really well laid out in terms of the geography and the yeah. characters and i think the way that it continues hopping through time it like it it moves through time in a way that i found really compelling that yeah. you might you know if you're not paying too much attention you might get lost during but yeah. i thought this was it, it enhanced the experience greatly and i think that i mean something like this has to be so so hard i would imagine to script oh yeah especially and I thought the way I mean, obviously, Fincher is a is a pretty master director. And this seems to be I mean, I again, I haven't seen the full film. Uh, but this we does still need to see Alien three. Yes. <laughs> this does seem like an agreeable sort of pinnacle in, in some ways yeah. in terms of his his filmography. But but hats off to the writing for, yeah, not making this too overwhelming, too convoluted, too hard to keep yeah. track of. Yeah. Uh, and for whittling down what I can only assume must be so many details and speculations, because one thing I I don't know a ton about the actual case. I have had people, you know, kind of walk me through some of the basics and a few of the major theories. And from what I know, there are many compelling and strange details and other suspects and theories as to who it could have been. Um, it did make me curious that whole bit where he's like writing himself, uh, where uh, Toski is like writing himself a couple of these letters. Uh, that's something I would like to go back and kind of look at and unpack. Not that I'm saying like, oh, he did it, but I'm just like, oh, what a weird detail. 
Um, but yeah, like this has a this is a terrific ensemble. I thought the way that yeah, they, the cast, wow, <laughs> oh yeah, like their main cast is great. Their supporting cast around the more like household name ensemble, yeah, like all these different really recognizable character actors, and, yeah. and and stuff like really well. Uh, every step of the pro, like you know, living from the sixties to the 90s, spending much time in the 70s. Like, I thought all the production designs, the costuming, all the that aesthetics. stuff was really terrific. Mm. The hair. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Those those sideburns of Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. And also, too, and I know that they were filming The Dark Knight at the time that this was released in 2007. Dark Knight came out in 2008. But I feel like this film was definitely a little bit of an influence on The Dark Knight, for sure. And also, obviously, <laughs> it was a major influence on The Batman. Well, um, you certainly. Yeah, certainly yeah, yeah, The yeah. Batman. I mean, in terms yeah. of Riddler's character and all those. Obviously, the Riddler, you know, he delves into doing riddles and all that. It's obviously just a character trait. But, like, after having can, seen this film, like, there's a, mere, a lot of influence of this film, um, which is fine. On The Dark Knight? Well, and well, I just—I would say Fincher. I, I think it's more fair to say there's Fincher influence. Yeah, no, no, this I meant, came I, out I, way I, too close. No, 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 yeah. no. I, I meant just the the Fincher influence, and just maybe from the book, just like maybe Nolan could oh, have been sure. a little bit influ- like maybe read it and just gotten some of that. I, I also mean just in terms of the Joker, just like I'm playing into your fears and paranoia, and like like just that type type of thing, and like into onto society and th- sure. from that perspective and like delving something that's gonna whip everybody that, up that's yeah. that's all i meant on that i mean obviously like i don't think no one watched this movie and go oh okay now i gotta scramble my script uh we, we i mean because they were already knee deep well in, they couldn't there's yeah. no way that could have happened unless yeah. he was no, like no, no, sharing no. daily yeah exactly exactly <laughs> because but at the time of this release they would dark knight was probably just about done filming or pretty close to it so i i don't mean in that i just mean there were, yeah. there were I, I just mean in terms of the zodiac like just how he was like causing so much fear and paranoia on society i just mean that from the joker's perspective i just feel like there was a little bit of possible influence there yeah there's probably but like a serial killer yeah salad. yeah but obviously this movie definitely influenced the bat the batman with robert pattinson definitely there was some influence there oh 100 <laughs> percent. i mean that that movie is like absolutely yeah. drawing from this yeah and i mean you know the riddler is certainly posed as the jokers or the zodiac, zodiac. essentially yeah. you know just they they co-opt his uh you know either film count in or crosshairs or whatever with the question mark like all that stuff yeah um, yeah, but a uh, really good film. Fincher directed the Halva. James Van- Vanderbilt, great script. I uh, love the way the cinematography was used, the music, uh, the way the certain shots are lit, the POV perspectives. I mean, there's a lot of eerie yeah. shots. They're really um, good at playing up the suspense and giving yeah. you moment, like guiding your focus to like, okay, is this voice similar? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, this person's yeah. face is now in I'm, shadow I'm, for this. You and know, I'm sure yeah. when you watch on repeat viewings, you can go or just kind of rewind back which obviously we can't do on our reaction but just when we were on our own time like okay is that the voice of uh, dick mcdonald here you know kind mm-hmm. of thing um but uh rick well uh, uh, oh, no rick, i'm talking yeah. about the actor who plays lee oh um, sure, yeah sure, sure, did you ever yeah. see the founder with michael keaton no oh he's one of the mcdonald's brothers that's why i say dick mcdonald um uh. but also to the other standout scene i was uh, really quick i just want to go to the other standout scene was the one where they were piecing together how it was lee I really love sure. that scene. I was like, again, it's all circumstantial, but it's sound logic in terms of like. There's so many. Yeah, yeah, there's so many details. Yeah, I'm like, this point. is really, like you didn't hear anything from this guy while this guy was entirely in prison on top of all this other evidence that sounds really sound and logic. I'm like, yeah, 
This is I mean, it was a very compelling argument. Is all I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. Nothing that actually sticks in a court of law without actual evidence. Which is the other maddening thing is you're like, oh my god, you can have, it's the good and the well, it's because they it's, could, yeah. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, it's the good and the bad thing about how our laws. It's the problematic thing about how our law works yeah. because there's so much that maybe, thankfully, for certain innocent folks of who course, look suspicious, of course, of course. you can't, yeah, just go like, there's a lot of evidence pointing this way. We should just book them. But at the same time, you're like, god damn it, like think this is the guy, but we can't. St- we have no actual evidence to stick him, but I th- I believe at least from my understanding, at least like fingerprints wise, I couldn't get him. And then yeah, writing yeah, wise, yeah. and then handwriting wise, it just unless I was misunderstanding, it seemed like Roger Rabbit seemed to be the person involved. In well, he some said of the he the closest match they ever yeah. got was the posters that they yeah. that in that exchange he found out. Oh, you drew those and not yeah. Lee. Well, shit, you know, yeah. or not this Rick guy or whoever right, you're talking right, about. Right, right, and there was a hint that there could be possible or copycat. I mean, part of me, part of me wonders though, like, what if you knew that they would analyze that and and intentionally found some other right, way right. or found I don't know made somebody else write like I don't know. There's so many questions still yeah, that, that remain yeah, from yeah. that. Um, oh, I had I had one more thought in my head, but it's, and then interesting timing that he got a fatal heart attack right as the police were coming to question him after that uh, Minkus, who is now older and played uh, the actor who you said that I forgot his name from Losers and Always Sunny, uh, points out it's him, this is the guy, coming to question him, fatal heart attack, of course. Timing timing is impeccable. Yeah. Yeah, it was all part of the plan. He just faked it and got off the grid. It's all (laughs) part of the plan. Well, certainly. Guys, leave us your thoughts down below. What did you think of the Zodiac? What are your theories? Have you cracked the case? Great film. Great film. Terrific film. Uh, Yeah, leave us your suspicions. (laughs) And, uh, hey, before we get out of here, let's do a quickie patron of the day. Shout out for, let's see. I bet one of our patrons could be the Zodiac. (laughs) Who do we think? If anybody at our Patreon could be the Zodiac Killer. I think it would be Eric Horst. Oh, he's definitely. The last guy you would ever suspect. Definitely. You know, he's got such a gregarious personality. He's got the big real rejects tattoo mm. hiding in plain sight. Well, Plus, they did say it was a cinephile, so. That's true. He's a cinephile, <laughs> and he probably has pretty nice handwriting, too. I mean, you know, he may live across the country now, but uh, I don't know where he was living in the the... You know, the 70s, you know, <laughs> I don't know if he's even old enough, but but that's not that's no matter. All right. We we got we're on to you. All right, Eric. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of these days you're going to be exposed. But hey, no matter what happens, we welcome you as a super sexy reject. And, you know, even if you do get locked up for these heinous murders, you know, you should uh, keep your pledge going. That's all I'm saying. So uh, we love you, buddy. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Be well. And uh, yeah, cheers. Much love. Thank <laughs> you.